Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Red and White Authority. I'm Art Regner. This is episode number 55, and our guest is Red Wing Forward, Andreas Athanasiu. Uh, this is something that we've been trying to do for a while now, so it's, uh, it's great to have uh, Andreas sitting across the table from me, and let's bring him in. Andreas, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. Yeah, happy to be here. I, I want to begin this with, with, and I don't want you to think I'm you know, trying to get you with a gotcha question, but the way... You had the contract impasse this year. It appeared from afar that it wasn't so much animosity between you and the Red Wings as there seemed to be miscommunication that you were both saying things, yet was it getting lost in translation because it, it appeared to the average fan that it took longer maybe than it should have. And, and we don't know everything yeah. that's going on. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of how, how it works sometimes, and, you know, unfortunately that was the way it was, uh, it kind of unfolded and ended up coming in a little bit later into the season, but, you know, it kind of opened up your eyes and see that, uh, you know, there is a business side to this, this game. Did you think at any point that you would not be back in Detroit? Um, I think at that situation I was kind of just, you know, playing out all my... Uh, all my all my options and you know I kind of just put everything all the factors together and you know whether it was you know obviously the, everyone wants to play in the NHL that's the right. that's what you grow up wanting to do but uh you know it's it's it is a business side and there's two groups that have to agree on on a contract and you know that's just the way it is I just the reason is cuz it appears the way the system is set up a young up-and-coming player such as yourself doesn't have very much leverage yeah. until you reach a certain age. Not unrestricted free agency at 27, yeah. but you have the rookie deal or a three-year deal. Then, Second deal, you get rewarded a little bit, and then that third one is where you yeah. know you start maybe to get what you're really worth. Yeah, exactly. You're kind of in a you know a position where they kind of hold the hammer, and they you know it's uh, you know it's kind of their decision. So you you got to do what they what they say pretty much. But a lot of guys that have like an impasse mm -hmm. with you know and, and, and don't start the season or miss a training camp they come in and it takes them a while to get up to snuff yet yeah. you didn't allow that to happen I mean you were prepared regardless of where you ended up that you were going to be in game shape and ready mm -hmm. to step up on the ice and contribute I, I you know it's easy to say that yeah. you're going to do that how difficult was it to do it because you've had a lot on your mind yeah of course I mean I think no matter what uh no matter how well you prepare for for anything, it's uh, it's always going to take some time to you know play the game itself. I mean, you can always prepare, but once you're in that game situation, you have to get in those reps, and I think that's just a big thing. So I did I did the best I could to to be ready that whenever I was you know whenever my first game was going to be, wherever it was going to be, it was I was going to make sure that I was in the best possible uh, shape and and form to perform the best I could. When you uh, w when you got here and just before you ended up signing, and you know everybody obviously Red Wing fans were overjoyed that mm -hmm. you were that you were coming back. Do how much leverage did you have? I mean, you can't obviously make demands for ice time, but yeah. did you air? You know, you don't have to publicly do them right now. But some, like you know, some of your misgivings about things that were going on and how you were used. Did you need a clearer picture of what this organization's plan for you was? Uh, I mean, I think every player wants to know what uh, what their role is going to be in. 
you know, what situations they're going to be used in and everything. So, I mean, you do the best you can to try to figure it out, but, I mean, at the end of the day, they're the ones that control that, and, you know, with whatever whatever you're given, you got to be, be ready for it and just kind of make the most with what you got. You know, the biggest adjustment I hear from a lot of young players, and over the years I've yeah. talked to a lot of uh, young hockey players that are, that are, you know, Red Wings, obviously, and, and, and they would tell me that maybe the most difficult thing is is becoming that 200-foot player. Yeah. Is it – how difficult is it for you? Because, you you know, you're a guy, you have jets, you know, mm. for, uh, for you know, on your skates that, you know, you're always thinking offense. You, you're looking for yeah. that opportunity to make that break. And, you know, obviously on the breakaway, you're – you, you know, you're scored some highlight goals. It, it, hey, how difficult has that adjustment made to be quote unquote the two way player? Um, I don't. You know what? I don't. I don't find it too too hard personally. I think that because uh, you know I'm kind of you know skating is one of my stronger parts of my game that you know I can use that all over the ice whether it's D zone, neutral zone and obviously O zone's the right. you know the most fun to use it of course but in the D zone I you know I try to pay a lot of attention and make sure that you know I try not to get beat back to my net and I think that with my with my skating I don't let very many people try to get that inside ice on me and you know if there's a puck race and you know I know we're on the D side in the D zone I'm going to make sure that you know I kind of get to that spot before him and always be on the D side. So I think uh, from a 200 foot standpoint, I think that, you know, my game and my abilities as a player, I think that that's uh, it kind of complements a 200 foot game and gives me the ability to be a, a good 200 foot player. When you, when you, when you came back, I mean, there, as I said, there didn't seem, and yeah, are you happy with the way the year has gone considering that sometimes there is animosity when a player has an mm -hmm. a contract impasse that, you know, obviously the guys in the room love it, but I, I, you know, I'm talking about, you know, just with, you know, with Blash and the staff and all that kind of stuff. I mean, was it, was it something that, um, you know, that you had to make an adjustment to, or were they, were just everybody just welcome you back with open arms? Yeah, I don't think it was much. I mean, it's, it's business. That was it. And once I was back is, Time to play hockey, and that's it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'll say the reason I'm asking you that question is because it, it, it appears that you're going to go through the same situation <laughs> this year. Um, are you better prepared for it? Do you know, uh, you know, was it a bit of an education for you? I think for sure. I think with every experience in life, you got to, you know, learn from it. And I think last summer was uh, definitely a big one. And, you know, I'm definitely still learning every single day. And I, I'll definitely things I'll take into going into this summer and you know when, when the contract contract talks start uh, you know I'll be have a little bit of preparation just from being in it last year how you know what kind of player are you I mean believe it or not I've had agents in my career mm -hmm. too mm -hmm. um, sometimes are you the type of guy that's just and I've talked to many players say I just leave it up to my agent yeah. whatever my agent says or do you try to get involved actively involved and want to know what's going on um I think you want to know, a little, obviously, what's going on, but uh, I mean that's why you have an agent for it. They they got to do their job, so it's uh, you know uh, that's why they're a part of the team and they're a part of my team. They got to do you know what's best for for our team, you know. So it's <laughs> me and the agent, first right, 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 talking. But you know, it's you always want to know what's going on. You don't want to be kind of left in the dark, but at the same time, you got to let them work and. 
and do what he does. You know, I know that you have, obviously, you know, the agent, your teammates, mm -hmm. the Red Wing organization, everyone during this process. I know you're Greek. Mm -hmm. I know I'm Greek. Mm -hmm. I know how a Greek family can be. Yeah. How, uh, and nothing against them. We love yeah, them, yeah. you know, all that. But, I mean, sometimes, yeah. were they a little overbearing? I mean, you know, just saying, you know, hey, you know, whatever they, Andreas, no. whatever they call you, they're saying, like, yeah. what's going on? Or you got to do this. Or, you gotta, I mean, let's put it this way. All my Greek relatives, as yeah. I said, I love them dearly, always want to offer me advice. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious. Was 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 the family dynamic that way too? Um, I mean, I think at this, you know, at this age in my life, I think they definitely support whatever right. I'm gonna do, and I think they're they're, you know, they've raised me well and kind of have the confidence in me that you know now this is the time where, you know, it's my my turn to make my my own decisions and. You know, they do a really good job of supporting whatever I want to do, and they'll always have my back, but, you know, I think... Uh, so there wasn't a moment where you just no. said, hey, let's shut it down for a second here. I need, I need just a little <laughs> bit of space. No, no, they're good. They're usually... They, they don't really talk about it too much, which is nice, so <laughs> it's actually... It's, it's nice. They try to talk about other things, so it's, it's good to kind of get your mind away from it. Your brother's quite a character, though. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't control family, right? No, no, I mean, he's trying to be a comedian, so you can't really... The reason I asked, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I, he is kind of pretty funny at times. Though. I mean, I can't even lie, I mean, he's... I wouldn't watch some of his stand-ups, but that's that's about it. His live stand-ups, like I can't look at his Twitter or any of that stuff. I don't, I don't like it's too, it's uncomfortable. But you know, I think, I mean, I don't know. So many comedians. What are you gonna say? Right. Well. A comedian in hot water. I mean, they go hand in hand. So. Well, yeah, I wish him the best of luck. I hope yeah. that it, you know, I hope everything turns out great for him. Yeah. Um, let's go back to to, to to growing up. You know, obviously mm -hmm. you're Canadian. You're you're you, you know you you're born in London. Kind of. Were you raised in London, or were you the uh, Toronto suburbs? Or yeah, you know what? I lived in London for maybe the first five six years of my life before I moved to Mississauga for a year and a bit, and then moved to Vaughan. Where I've been ever ever since about 03, I think 02 maybe 03. When did it when did it occur to you not not only that you had a passion for hockey and that you loved to play it, but that mm -hmm. you were you know you had an opportunity to maybe even be a real player? Um, I think just as a kid, I always wanted to be you know the best at what I did, whether it was you know hockey or soccer or any other sport I was playing. As Did you play basketball because you yeah. can dunk? Yeah, I mean I played, played all types of sports growing up. I played them all. Run track, cross country, basketball. So I you know when I when I did those those events and you know participated, I always wanted to excel and I always you know try to find ways to excel and be you know better than the people <laughs> you know better than other people. So I was you know, I think something that helped me for sure in hockey, and it was the same thing. I always wanted to just try to get better and better, and, you know, fortunately it got me to where I am today, so. What kind of system did you go through? Uh, I, I, did you play, because, you know, I look mm. at the United States, it's like yeah. midgets and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, is the Canadian system, did you run the same kind of path that, let's say, some of your American teammates did? I know European system yeah. is different. I mean, I played in... You know, AAA pretty much growing up in, in Toronto and GTHL and then when I was 16 I went to the OHL for four years and you know that's what 
Uh, most guys did around my area. It was either go, you know, who were trying to make it, it was either try to go to the OHL or try to go to college, and you know, I just made my decision. You know, did you, I mean, I, I think one of the toughest decisions that I've always, that a hockey player has to make is do you go to the Canadian Hockey League, in mm -hmm. your case the OHL, mm -hmm. or do you wait it out a couple of more years and try to go to uh, a university, usually America, you know, yeah. college in, in the United States because college hockey is now starting to be more and more prevalent in the NHL. Was it a difficult decision for you or did you want to fast track your way to the NHL? Um, I mean, I was just weighing out both options. <laughs> I think a lot of my family wanted me to go to, <laughs> my parents wanted me to go to school, of course, so <laughs> they were pushing that. I, I waited out, I did some school visits, but I actually went and visited Michigan. Did you? So that was one of the schools I actually, I, I took summer school too in high school to get ahead so I could even finish a little bit earlier. But um, no, I ended up going to the OHL and you know, had a great time there. You know, you can endear thousands of people right now if you say if you would have gone to college you would have chosen Michigan yeah that's it yeah that's what that's the school I was looking at for sure I mean, really I mean, were you aware of it was it playing for red did you like to I mean um, there's your the player you are their style probably would have fit you to a T yeah I mean I was uh, I went and watched a couple of their games like when I was young and my older brother was playing and they went to Michigan and I watched them there but um even one of my teams went up and watched Michigan, so I've seen a couple of their games, and the atmosphere there is unbelievable. But I was looking at a couple of schools, but uh, Michigan was the only one I went down and did a visit with, so it was definitely one that I was probably definitely thinking of, of going to if I wasn't going to go into the OHL. Uh, when, you, when you were growing up, were you? Were, I would assume you're a sports fan. You yeah. seem to be a big sports fan. You know, when we've talked. Uh, just Toronto all the way, or did, were you aware of Detroit? I mean, because when you were in that in Ontario, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're kind you know, it's, yeah, you, you, you know, is no. it is, is it was it just uh, like are you Canadian Football League fan too? Uh, you know what? And all yeah, that? you know what? Everything Toronto growing up, you'd always watch whether it was you know the Argos or you know even in in London, I watched a couple of Marley's games. Like just as a kid, I remember that. But a lot of Toronto. But I think as I got older, I would. Uh, kind of look for players who are really good and you know be fans of them but I think for the most part the teams that I would cheer for would pretty much be be Toronto and what what players did you like what players did oh, you follow I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of players I mean any player that had a lot of speed a lot of skills I was intrigued by and I would watch a lot of their highlights on YouTube and stuff and you know try to do their stuff in my basement and mimic mimic those plays so I mean I definitely was a fan of a lot of players but Toronto was definitely the team you grew up. You were probably too young. You probably didn't see like Sergei Fedorov in his prime no, or anything like that. No, not really. I was young. I mean, I got to see highlights and stuff like that, but that's it, pretty much. Really? So, mm -hmm. was there was there a particular uh, leaf that you? Uh... Oh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's so many teams there. I'm the Gilney. I like to watch, and Sandin was fun to watch. There's so many players. I don't want to miss. I'll probably miss a bunch, but. There's a lot of good entertaining players that they had and you know, teams they had too that were good. When, when you get to London, uh, you know, kind of where the city you were born in, that experience to you, and I don't want to delve too mm -hmm. much into it, but I know that it didn't turn out maybe the way mm -hmm. you wanted and that you were traded, I believe, to Barry, right? Barry, yeah, my uh, second year. Where, you, you know, you sort of blossomed. 
Um, when you look back at that, again, was that just a situation where you were just uncomfortable? No. Because I, I, I'll say, and I'll be honest with you, it seemed like, I don't want to disparage anybody here, but it seemed like the Hunter brothers had were somewhat difficult to for you to adjust to. Is that a fair assessment? Um, I mean, they're... Their style of coach, you know, it's, it's they go their way, and they're they're really good at what they do. And I think that, you know, we had some really good teams in in London. So it was, you know, the one year we had when we made the Mem Cup run, it was our team was stacked. So it was obviously tough to get in there. And you know, you want I was eager to play, and obviously I was young, and I wanted to to be a big player on that team. But you know, we had a really good team. So I mean, that's just the way it was. But you know, all those situations happen, and you know, kids go through that stuff all the time. So it's uh, just the way it is. I you know, had two two years in London. I learned a lot and got to play a lot of exciting hockey games, and you know, meet a lot of good teammates and friends, and you know, win a championship. So that was you know definitely a positive to that. But you know, I went to Barry. It was a little a little different. Obviously, I got mm. to play a little more and and kind of you know grew as a player and got to play for Dale Howardchuck, who is probably you know up there for one of the if not one of the you know the best coaches I played for and you know definitely learned a lot from him and and you know I definitely cherish those two years in Barry too as well. What was uh, uh, when you get to Barry I mean at that point do you think you're wise beyond your years because of what you Gone, went through in London. I yeah. mean, I, I'm not going to say that yeah. it was like a hell on, you know, mm -hmm. on ice for you. I don't mean it quite like that. Yeah. But I mean that you know, you, you know, when you arrived at Barry, you were head and shoulders, maybe mentally, a little bit more stronger than maybe even yeah. some of your teammates because you know you uh, you experienced the business side, shall yeah, we say, exactly. of hockey. I mean, I've experienced <laughs> a lot on the business side, so it's definitely you know parts of it are in my head and. You know, I think about it, and it's definitely things that when I move forward and I make decisions, you know, those all play parts in it, and it's helped me learn as a person and as a hockey player. And, you know, I think on and off the ice, it kind of grows you into the man you are. And, you know, I've been through a lot of situations, and like you said, it just, you know, helps you grow as a person and helps you just grow into who you are. When you get to uh, your draft year, mm -hmm. what was that experience like for you? I mean, it was uh, that was a little bit of a. I came into the year pretty high. I was supposed to be up in the. I don't even know what it was. I don't. Know, but I was supposed to be pretty high. The, the picks and I had a good team Canada in the summer for the under 18, the Helenka, and you know, like I said, we had a great team. So I was, uh, you know, tough to find minutes on that London team when they were when they were so, we were so good. You know, we were making. I think we set the record for wins in a row and we went to the Memorial Cup. So it was. Uh, you know, it's it's in a little bit of a situation where it is your draft year and you're thinking about that so much and you want to do so well. And at the same time, you, you got to win a championship. So it's uh, two things that, you know, it's it was just the way it was. Did you did you go to a combine? Did you interview yeah, I the went teams? To, yeah, I went to the combine. It was it was like a day or day or two after the Memorial Cup final we had. So it was a quick turnaround right to the combine and did the testing. And I think I did really well in the testing, actually. I don't know. I did well there, so it was, it was it was good all in all. I think. When you uh, did you interview with the Red Wings at all? Did you uh, know that they were interested? Or? Yeah, I, did, I interviewed with. I don't even remember. There were so many. Teams. So you were interviewed by a lot of teams. Yeah, a decent amount of teams. I think everyone that was at the combine, most of the teams interviewed. So it was, 
you know, a, a good amount of teams, I would say, that I, I did some interviews with. Anything particularly stand out or maybe no, a question I mean, or anything I mean, that no, you... No, I mean, you hear about all the, all the questions, <laughs> the weird questions they ask and trying to pick your brain and kind of get to know who you are. So it's, you know, they ask a lot of, a lot of weird questions sometimes, but, you know, they're just doing their job trying to, you know, pick your brain as quick as possible in the short period of time they have with you. I remember, I think it was Jim Nell that mm -hmm. said that when the Red Wings, I don't know, third, fourth round, whenever, mm -hmm. you know, was up, they were sitting at their table yeah. and they were talking and then he realized yeah. that you were still available. Yeah. Miraculously. I mean, yeah. he really said that. He couldn't yeah. believe it that he told the table, and yeah. I, I got this right from Nell, yeah. that he told the table, look, I don't know who we're talking about. But we're drafting Andreas yeah. Athanasiu. I don't. I mean, I don't know if you knew that, or but I mean, obviously, mm. did you get the feeling right away that first of all, Detroit thought they locked out when they drafted you, and that they really wanted you? Yeah, I think Jim Nell was, uh, you know, a big part in that, and you know, he's came up to me and he's he's told me that before. Really? Yeah. And it's been, uh, you know, I really appreciate what he did, and you know, he had a lot of faith in me, and. He, he um, helped me for sure big time, getting me my foot in the door, and he's a big part of why, why I'm here right now. That must have been a nice confidence and an emotional boost for you, considering, yeah. you know, that, yeah. you know, the London and Barry, and, you know, that, you know, again, you know, wise beyond your years, you went through a lot of things mm -hmm. that, uh, boom, but here's a team that just says, hey, yeah. we're, we're doing somersaults, so we got you. Yeah, Jim was, yeah, definitely a big part of that, and. You know, I was definitely happy, happy when that happened for sure. When you, uh, you know, when you, you finally get into the Detroit system, I remember meeting you at development mm -hmm. camp, uh, telling you, hey, look, I mean, you know, Greek town, I mean, you got a huge fan base mm -hmm. already. Yeah, and then, yeah. I mean, I, I guess, you know, obviously there's Greek communities all over the NHL, but uh, it, it doesn't get much better to be no, Greek and be drafted by Detroit. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> the Greek fan base here is, this is unbelievable. And, I try to my me and my family try to make some, you know, as much stuff as we can into Greek Town and go out and eat. But uh, I know it's great to see the the Greek fans, and I get a lot of love from them, and they send messages, and it's you know it's, it's unbelievable to see. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I mean, I try to explain it to you, and I didn't mm -hmm. think you know, here's some you know some dude who's you know yeah. trying to you know suck up to me or something. But I was really trying to tell you. I mean. Yeah. I mean, when you were drafted, I was getting phone calls yeah, saying, really. "Hey, they got a great player. What do you know about him?" You know, because yeah, yeah, they knew. You know, let's be honest. Were saying that actually, you know, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of friends and family were saying, "Oh, a lot of Greeks in Detroit," and I didn't really, I didn't know, I because I, you know, never really been here. But you know, once I got here and saw it all, I was like, "Wow, there are a lot." And <laughs> it was a big community here, which is which is definitely nice. So, uh, you know. You get your playing ground rapids, you know, the whole minor uh, minor league situation. Um, you know, you want to be fast-tracked. Mm -hmm. uh, was there somebody, you know, uh, uh, coach, mentor, somebody, you know, down in, in GR or a teammate that you really kind of relied on and that, you know, helped you, you know, through, because I'm sure mm -hmm. every player goes through trying times, that, you know, where you think, God, I, I should be called up or, yeah. you know, they're, they're not really noticing me or, you know, I mean, who, who, who helped you get through when you had those, not that you doubted yourself, yeah. you're almost doubting the organization. I mean, I think all guys down there are in the same, same boat pretty much and they all want to, you know, they're doing their best to try to make the jump to the, to the NHL. So I think, uh, yeah, I don't know if I could say one guy in particular, but 
you know, I think um, all teammates were, were supportive uh, with the, with everyone and each other, and always try to push each other to get better. But uh, you know, I lived with Campbell and Zengerly my first year, so they're definitely probably two guys mm -hmm. that you know I got close with. So you know, I was kind of good to grow with them for a little bit there. When you make it to Detroit, you play your first NHL game. Uh, you know, we always hear from everybody. It's like time and space. You know, you don't have you don't have a lot of time to make a decision with the puck because you're, you don't have much space because everybody is on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have that speed ability where we hear that regardless of any sport, mm -hmm. if you have speed, yeah, that's you know almost half the battle. How uh, was the transition? Do you think a little bit easier for you because you're so fast? Um. I, don't, I wouldn't want to say easier because it's the National Hockey League. Uh, no, no. It's not but you know easy, what I mean. But, 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 yeah. but you, you know, some, uh, let's put it this way. Maybe, let, let me rephrase that. That maybe you, and I think you kind of alluded to it earlier, that yeah. you were able to make up for some of your mistakes because. Yeah, whether, yeah. I mean, it's always been something like you can always kind of get to the right position. Uh, you know, if you know where the right position is, you have the speed to get there. I mean, like you said, that's kind of half the battle. You, so, I mean. I mean, it was obviously a a step faster for sure, the league. But I mean, it's I think speed is something that I've been able to adjust with a little bit easier, and I'm more accustomed to is adjusting to the speed of the game and the tempo of the game. And so I think that's that, that for sure helped me a little bit. You know, when uh, the breakaway. You know, maybe not the penalty or the, not uh, the mm -hmm. shootout yeah. so much. And I'm not trying to, you yeah. know, <laughs> criticize you, but on breakaways, you know, you're they're, they're sports center highlights. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're uh, is it because it's just instinct? You don't have time to think about. It? I know yeah. I asked you this earlier in the yeah. season. It seems on a penalty shot or a, mm. or a shootout, yet you, you know, you 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 have maybe too much time where yeah, you know usually on a breakaway, it's a it's a you yeah, know, it's sudden change. You know, yeah. you're you're going one, the puck's going one way, and all of a sudden you've got it, and you're going the other way. Yeah, exactly. I think breakaways in game, it's. You know, it's a it's a reaction game for sure between you and the goalie. So I mean, if you know, it's it's a thing. I think both are thinking games. Uh, when you step into a penalty shot, obviously both of you have time to think. But I think uh, during the game, when it's at high speed, you you have to think faster. So I mean, I think when when everything's moving fast, I think that's when I when I definitely think my best and I make my instinct decisions. And you know, it's just been something I've been doing my whole life is <laughs> making making those plays at high speed and trying to trying to do the the best the best moves or you know whether it's you know high like exciting goals or just trying to get the puck in the net and uh, with a shot but I think at high speed that's definitely when when I make my best decisions and I think that's you know what kind of can separate me a little bit here's a real fan question for you mm -hmm. maybe not right after you score a goal but has a opposing goalie or maybe even the opposition mm -hmm. say to you like my god what a move <laughs> I, mean, I think anytime anyone scores you know a good goal you, you kind of respect it a little bit if he makes a good play so i i mean it's gone both ways i've seen a lot of plays go by and i've gone to the goalie and say wow wow nice save man that was, that was unbelievable and you know, there's been plays where i've made good plays and the goalie say hey, you, you got me and i had a nice job so you know, it's uh, they you give and take for sure with those. When you uh, 
Last year, the last 20 games, you and Larkin were put together. He goes mm -hmm. back to center where I know he's always wanted to play. Mm -hmm. You seem to have that connection. You're a center as well, but mm -hmm. you know you're you're you seem more than comfortable if you want if they want you at wing, you can do that. Yeah. Um, but that dynamic that you two have is it just that it's like pick your poison because you're both so fast. Yeah, I mean, anytime you get out there with a lot of guy with a guy who has a lot of speed, it's it's definitely a lot of fun. You get a couple guys that have a lot of speed and. I mean, this league is so fast, so if you get some of the even faster guys together, it definitely can open up some ice. And, you know, I think uh, you kind of know where you want the puck to be, and he knows where you want the puck to be. So it, you, you kind of go back and forth and build that chemistry that, you know, you can see when he's building up speed and I, you know when to deliver it, or if I'm building up speed, you'll know where to put it. So it's those definitely things are, are definitely a lot of fun to play with. Do you... Uh do you allow yourself to look at maybe the ultimate Red Wing line of the future would be you, Larkin, and perhaps Mantha? Yeah, uh, I mean, there's so there's so many good young guys, but I mean, I think that would be a you know definitely a line that if you you could build into a powerhouse line for sure. I mean, those those two players are unbelievable, and I think my speed can support them, and I think we could. You know, definitely be a line that can be capable of a lot of things and probably capable of things that not many people can see right now. But, you know, it's, you got to play together to build that chemistry and you, that's how you got to get there. You got to get your reps in with them. It appears that, and I think this just holds true, and maybe this is what happens when a team is not where it wants to uh -huh. be. There seems to be a lot of line juggling. There seems to be a lot of... <laughs> issues where you think okay we're starting to, to gel only mm -hmm. to the next night you find yourself hey now I'm on the fourth line or something. <laughs> not, just not you just players in general yeah, you know what I'm oh, saying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right well oh, yeah, you I know, know <laughs> I mean but I cover the team you play for yeah, so yeah. we know you know what I'm talking about here but I mean how how, uh, how difficult how difficult is it to to I, I mean do you just and, and, and I guess this is just not the way the NHL works. I mean, but do you just wish, hey, I, I wish at least I had the same, I was either playing center or I had the same centerman or, you know, I, I, I mean, because a lot of teams have, a lot of their lines are probably like two guys. Um, as you can tell, the Pistons are playing tonight here. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, I think we have Mason going nuts. Yeah. But, uh, um, but anyway, um, that... You know, they usually keep the center and a winger together and maybe interchange that, mm -hmm. the, the, the third guy on the line. Yet, a lot of times it seems that the Red Wings just jumble everything up. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, mean I don't I want don't you know, to... I'm not trying to criticize, you know. I don't, yeah, I'm, I don't not trying, know. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not I mean, trying to say something, but I, I mean, mean... I think he's, he's just trying to do the best he can to win. And, I mean, that's, he's, he's doing his job, right? He's, you know, I think as a... You know, and when you juggle lines, I think it's just, you know, he's trying to find combinations that are <laughs> just trying to win games. So I, I mean, there's nothing really you can do as a player. You just got to be ready with whoever you play with and know that, you know, the guy who's putting the lines together is just, you know, trying to win games. You know, when you look at this, uh, uh, this offseason, as I said, you're going to go through, uh, I mean, you, you know, I call him Big Tony, but uh, mm -hmm. Mantha's going to be uh, – uh, be in your situation. Larkin's going to mm -hmm. be in your situation. You're going to be back in your situation. Mm -hmm. uh, do how do you approach it this year 
as opposed to last year? Do you go in with uh, guns a-blazing? Are you more reflective? or um, uh, Do you understand and do you think a resolution will come much quicker this time around after yeah. going through it last year? I mean, I, I mean, after going through it last year, I think it's you have no idea what's going to really happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just got to be, you know, prepared for, you know, whatever it is. And it's hard to do, do that because you don't know what that is. But <laughs> you got to be prepared for it, if that makes any sense. But, I mean, uh, I went through it last year. I, uh, I have a little bit of a feel for it. Uh, you know, it's going to be a business decision. It's going to be, you know, who knows? It could be quick. It could be long. <laughs> you, you never know. You just got to... You know, kind of wait and see what happens. You know, you, right now you have like what, 33 points yeah. and 17 goals or 17 or 16 goals. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's minus is not plus mm -hmm. minus number is not that great. Minus 15. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, how would you characterize this year for you? Has it been another one of those learning growth years where um, you know you figure, listen, next year? I think playing like you're learning is. I mean. Some nights you play a lot, some nights you play, you know, minimal minutes. So it's, and then some nights you play a lot of minutes and do a lot, and then next game you play a little bit of minutes and, you know, not do as much. So I've, I mean, my game personally, I'm, I'm happy with my, my game. I'm happy with my abilities. I know that, you know, with what I'm given, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, do good with what I'm, with what I'm given. And I know that if I'm given a lot, I'll, I'll be able to produce a lot. And if you know, if you're given a little bit, I mean, I'm going to do the best I can to produce as much as I can, but you, know, you can only do as good as what, what you're, you know, you're given, as I would say. Mantha told me that he has a goal in mind every mm. game that he wants five shots on net. Mm -hmm. He figures if he gets five shots on yeah. net, on net, yeah. he's probably going to take more because some of you know, off target a little bit. Yeah. But he believes he could score at least one or two goals a game or, you know, have yeah. at least one or two quality scoring chances. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, do, do, do you have numbers in your head as whether it be ice time or, or shots on net or anything? Do you, do you approach it that way? Um, I know. Uh, I kind of know going into a game that, you know, if you if you get into the game, you can really get a you know good amount of chances that are going to be you know high percentage scoring chances. So whether it's a breakaway or you know any type of offensive play, I kind of have a feel that you know I'll be able to put myself in those situations for sure. And you know it's they they happen, and you know I think that there'll be a time where where a lot of a lot of those things are going to add up and go in and you know I'll be like Mantha said have uh, you know the same thing abilities to score almost every game and I think I you know I have uh, I've had a lot of chances this year too a lot of breakaways and obviously it hasn't been you know some don't go in some do but you know I think with what I, with what I'm given for ice time wise I think I've I've done a okay decent pretty good during the course of the season when you're a bit confused, so you're mm -hmm. kind of wondering, okay, what exactly is my role here? Yeah. Like, I'm playing 18 minutes this game, then the next game I'm down to nine or, yeah. or, or whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Do do you have much recourse? Do you go in and talk to Blash, or do you, you, you run it by teammates? You go to an assistant coach? or I mean, you know, is this the NHL where, yeah. you know, hey, this is the way it is? I mean, teammates, you know, I think everyone, all types of players go through it all the time. So, I, you know, teammates are always supportive, whether it's, you know, me or another teammate, you always try to help them and bring them up if they're not getting the ice time and if they are getting it you know you try to build them up so that they're they're doing well with it and you know you can't really you know question what the coaches what the coaches decisions are you kind of just gotta you know go with it and 
like you said, if it's nine minutes a night, you got to be ready to play, and if it's fifteen minutes a night, you got to be ready to play, and if it's eighteen to twenty, you got to be you got to be ready. So it's obviously you want to play the most every night, but uh, you know he's trying to do, he's trying to win games. So it's you know you got to let him let him coach and let him make decisions that he's going to do to try to win hockey games for us. Are you comfortable enough to go in there and say, hey, what's going on, or you know, to to, to somebody? I mean, look, I mean, I know that, and mm-hmm. this is kind of a difficult question for me to ask because yeah. I, yeah, I, you know, I've known Jeff Blash a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I have ultimate respect for you as yeah. well. But you know that that dynamic. I mean. Mm-hmm. Sometimes do you need to get a clearer picture of what is going on, and do you have an opportunity to speak to somebody to try to figure out, okay, what, you know, what is expected of me, or do you know what's expected of you? Um, I know it's a loaded yeah, question. I understand yeah. it, Andreas, and I, you know, but because um, you, you know, I don't know. I can, mean, it's it's that's a tough question to answer. I. Obviously, you can go in and talk to, you know, those players or, you know, coaching staff or, you know, if you want to. And if they want to talk to you, they can come up and talk to you. So, I mean, the doors are always open both ways for sure. It's, you know, I think that's the problem at all there. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just the way, way whatever way it unfolds, it just... Way it is. You know, obviously, you guys are not where you want to be. You're not in the playoffs for the second year in a row, mm-hmm. uh, which for somebody like me, I remember seasons where they yeah. didn't make them 14 out of 17 years, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, obviously, this is kind of a, a bit of a rebuild. You're mm-hmm. certainly part of that rebuild. Um, this season, a lot of one goal games. Yeah. You know, I think you've played like the second most or in the entire league, and I know it's a close league. I know parity has hit the mm-hmm. NHL with a hard salary cap. How difficult has this been for you? Because you fellas just seem to be right on the verge of breaking yeah. through, yet it's not happening. I think you could just see how you know how close every game is, and how how good teams are in this league. And I mean, like you said, one goal games are so are so tough, especially when you're on the you know the wrong side of them, for, for sure. And it feels like you're. You know, we've been on the wrong side of them for a lot of them, which is kind of why we're in back-to-back no playoffs, which is, you know, not a good feeling at all, and I think everyone doesn't feel good. But, you know, at the same time, you just got to put that behind you and, you know, get ready for next season and, you know, try to put yourself in a situation that this time year, next year, you're we're not having this conversation about you know, not being in playoffs. I would assume that your goal for next year is to solidify your position in the lineup. Not that you're not in the lineup, but when I mean solidify it, that you know you're uh, uh, certainly a top six forward, and that uh, you know the the 20, 25, 30 goal range is not out is not out of the realm mm-hmm. of possibility for you. You know, bordering on 60 points. You know, I'm putting you know you're mm. Greek. I'm putting really high expectations <laughs> yeah, no, on you. Right. No, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I mean, is that where you're you're at mentally? It's not. It's not that like you have anything to prove. Mm-hmm. You just want the opportunity to prove what you can yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think I've you know really had the chance to really be the player I can really be and. You know, that's kind of the unfortunate thing, but, you know, that's the way it is. And, you know, it's, it's the way this game is and this business is. You just, just got to keep battling through. And, um, you know, I'm, I know the type of player I can be, and I have a good feeling that, you know, I know what type of player I will be in this league. And, you know, I have a good feel of of how, how I can be in the future. And, 
you know, how, how much I can help a team win and be a contending playoff team and contending Stanley Cup team. And, you know, I think it's just uh, everything's got to be uh, be right and, you know, time will, time will tell for sure. You know, I know at times that, you know, I, that you've had, you know, frustrations mm. and, you know, looking and, you know, because you're a human being. Everybody mm. does that. Um, and, but this is the team that you want to be with. This is the team that you want to win the Stanley Cup with. This is the team that you, you, you want to be a Red Wing. I think any team you can play and be a big part of and help win, win a Stanley Cup and help be a part of the team that can, you know, make the playoffs is you know, what any player wants to do and it's what they grow up, you know, thinking about and, you know, I've always thought that I can be a big asset to a team and I've always felt that, you know, I have the ability to be a big asset to a team. So I, I, I want to be that player for sure and, you know, I want to help, you know, whatever team be be the, be better and if it's this team, I want to, you know, I want to have the chance to be better and, you know, obviously you need the chance. When you, when you look at it, next year would you, want to be on a line with Larkin or would you like to center your own line? Uh, I mean, you know what, playing with Larkin is, uh, you know, a lot of fun. And I mean, <laughs> when you play with Larkin, you play a lot too. So it's, you know, I like that for sure. So it's, uh, you know, he's a heck of a player and he's, he's a lot of fun to play with. And I think it's something that, you know, those players that, if, you know, we've had time that you can build together as chemistry and a relationship with that, uh, you know, if we're not playing together right now, unfortunately, but I think, you know, it's definitely valuable time we're losing on, you know, develop, developing chemistry between between players and, you know, but at the same time, there's there's so many good players and just building chem with any any couple guys is something that I think you need to do and, you know, it's... When you, uh, it always seems that when players are called out publicly, maybe sometimes by name and sometimes not, the perception in the media is, mm -hmm. that, is that you and Mantha seem to be the guys that yeah. they get talked about the most because, you know, the frustration level is, is they have so much talent. Yeah. Yet, you know, and I've talked to Mantha about this. Yeah. You guys seem to have a pretty tight bond. You know, you're pretty mm -hmm. good friends, and you know, you're always out there on the Pistons court dribbling the ball around, mm -hmm. and you're dunking, and Mantha, who's taller than you, can't. No, he dunks too. Does he? Yeah, he dunks too. Does he? Yeah, All right, he Because well, I've too. only seen you dunk. No, I mean, he dunks you know. too. You can get up there too. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, I've teased him about it. No, I mean, like, come no. on, Anthony. <laughs> you can get up there too. <laughs> he does. Um, <laughs> I mean, is. Is your friendship and your bond based on, God, we're going through a lot of the same similar situations that maybe you're each other's sounding boards? Yeah, I mean, some would say that for sure. But, you know, I think it's just a friendship that's grown over over time and, you know, all the way back into Traverse City four or five years ago. I think that, you know, we kind of just, you know, built a friendship up, hanging out together and, you know, even playing together and then in Grand Rapids getting the chance to play together and, you know, and just growing together as players, we kind of came into it at the same time. So it's definitely good to have someone that's kind of in the same situation. I mean, I guess it's the same situation. I'm not even talking about that, but I guess with the media too, like you said, I, I don't know, I guess people say that and goes in between between both of us but uh no besides for that i think uh we've grown together as, as people into this organization and coming into the league together i think that's definitely why 
I think we're, we're good friends. How tiring is it for you to answer questions all the time from guys like me? You're one yeah. of the players that I think if you could talk every day, mm -hmm. people would like to hear from you every day. I mean, mm -hmm. there's always, you know, there's always something going on with double A. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I mean, is it something that you like to do or, or, or do you get tired of, you know, mm -hmm. repetitive questions? No, I mean, it's part of the business, you know, this is yeah. it, this is why. That's why I have a job. Yeah, you know? this is what you, what you grow up wanting to do. You want to be in the light and you want to be, you know, in the media and for the good, good reasons, obviously. You want to be, you know, a big part of the team. You want to, you know, that's why you want to be a National Hockey League player. That's why what you want to do. So, I mean, I don't get tired of it. Uh, you know, I know there's going to be a time where, you know, there's, there's not going to be any of, any of that happening. So, you know, I'm... I gotta. <laughs> I enjoy it. I definitely. I. I don't dwell upon it. And you know, if I same questions every day. I mean, I'll, I have no problem with that at all. Well, you seem to be despite, and I truly mean this, mm -hmm. and I want the fans to know mm -hmm. this as well. Regardless of what you're going through, mm -hmm. you're more than accommodating, and mm -hmm. you've always been a gentleman. You've always been gracious. I mean yeah. that, which obviously I would like to think is from your Greek heritage. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely the Greek heritage for sure. <laughs> No, I always try to be, you know, try to bring a, a good vibe and a good, you know, sense of, you know, whatever I bring to the table just around and, you know, kind of a happiness. I don't want to bring people down, whether if, you know, if there's a night where you don't play too much, you know, you never want to bring your teammates down at all. So, you know, it's just being, you know, kind of just being happy with 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 yourself well you know because there is a perception i guess especially when you're going through your impasse mm -hmm. that you you know that you were and i'm saying this because again i want to yeah, say yeah. That i'm greek too yeah. that you were the crazy greek throwing yeah. plates in the kitchen yeah. and stuff i mean but but that's not who you are i mean you're a pretty well-grounded young man yeah i don't know who said those things i'm <laughs> making those up <laughs> but, uh, maybe no definitely not i don't know no no plates being thrown so i don't know people like to talk you know it's just the way it is. I mean, people are going to talk, people are going to say things, there's going to be people that love you, there's going to be people that hate you, and, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the people I have around me, and that's, that's it, pretty much. Um, next season, let's look at it. You know, it, it, you know that tomorrow night, we're doing this on Friday, mm -hmm. the day after the Montreal game and the day before the Islanders game, mm -hmm. you're going to be sitting in that room. Mm -hmm. And I know it's a business and you've been mm -hmm. through it before, but tomorrow, the 20 guys that dress, mm -hmm. that are putting on the old wing wheel, mm -hmm. when you look around, you know that a couple of them, maybe several of them, mm -hmm. not you, mm -hmm. <laughs> although I said that to Tatar and it didn't work out for him, <laughs> but, uh, you know, are not going to be there yeah. next season. I mean, do, do you allow yourself a moment to take it in and say, you know, these were the guys that I, you know, pretty much have been with all season long. It yeah. didn't turn out, but, you know, tomorrow we're playing for each other and mm -hmm. let's just go out there and win this game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, spent the year with these guys and some longer and some, some a little bit less, but, you know, like you said, there, you never know what could happen tomorrow and in the summer and when you come into the locker room next year, you, you know, it could be a different group of guys. So, I mean, that's just the reality of the world we live in and, and this part of the business, but I think we all enjoy what we do and, and I think we all enjoy each other's time while, while we're together. When, uh, uh, when next season starts, mm -hmm. uh, obviously the team goal is to make the playoffs. Uh, what, what goal will you have in mind? Will you put numbers on? That, you know, do you say, I'm at least getting 20, if not 30? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think any player would want to put up those numbers and try to even put up more. So, I mean, me personally, I think that 
you know, I haven't really got got the chance to see what I can really, really do as a player. So it's, you know, this guy I still feel like is his limit for me. I still think there's a lot of, you know, upwards to me, and I, you know, I think that it's uh, it'll unfold sooner or later, and I think everyone will see what uh, what type of player I'll be. Now, you know, I do have a lot more questions mm -hmm. for you, but I think, yeah. I think, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't even know if you had lunch yet or anything. No, so I don't want, I don't I don't want you to miss it because, yeah. you know, I mean, the, the, the lavish kitchen that you guys have uh, <laughs> uh, this time around, God only knows what's on the menu. I'm mm -hmm. sure uh, thousands of dishes, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but. Do you think, let me ask you this mm -hmm. way then, do you think that there is a misunderstanding about you that you're, that you are, as I said, not so much the crazy Greek throwing mm -hmm. the plates, but that you're a little bit ir irrational, that you're a little bit impatient, that no. you know, you've got to realize that there is a process that everybody yeah. has to go through, yet you're not willing to go through that process. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, don't, I don't think that's... Do you think there's a perception that way, though, sometimes? Um, or that it's kind of followed you around? I mean, you know, there's varied opinions about you, but as I said, as yeah. I've gotten to know you over the years... Yeah. I, I don't yeah. see I don't see it you know I really yeah. don't but I mean but I, but, I but, think anyone that really knows me like you said like you or you know my friends or my teammates or you know people that just get to be around you know me and see me as a person and I don't think I don't think that all that they, they would think that but I mean are there people that say things I mean um, I'm sure there's people that say bad things about every person and right yeah you know, I, we all yeah, have our detractors thanks, uh, I know that know, everyone you know, there will be people that try to bring you down, and but you know, no one's not everyone's gonna love you, and not everyone's gonna hate you. But you know, I'm happy with 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 whatever it is, because I know I have you know a good group of people around me in in the room with with teammates, and you know I have good family and friends that look out for me. So it's you know I'm happy with the way with the way things are. Yeah, you don't have like yeah yeah constantly. Yeah yeah yeah. No, she's no, she's she's gonna try to come to the game actually. But, really? Yeah. But, uh, no, she's, she's all right. <laughs> she's all right. I mean, a little bit of this might be inside stuff. I mean, yeah. just because when you grow up in a, you know, everybody has it. I mean, every yeah. household is similar. But, you know, when you're, when you're heavy ethnic one way, I mean, it's pretty, uh, it's, you know, there's a lot of characters in your family. But this offseason, are you staying in Detroit? Do you go back to Canada? Do you... Do you, do you go, you know, you know, run the, you know, run in the Mojave Desert or something? I haven't really decided yet. I'll probably go home for a little bit for sure and see my family and, and my friends in Toronto back home. And then, you know, I'll go from there. My trainer's back there. So, you know, I have uh, all the necessities I need to to train and get ready for next season in, in Toronto. So, I mean... Uh, We'll end up back. I'll probably be there in the summer. Will I come back and visit here every once in a while? Yeah, maybe. And we'll just see how everything goes. I saw Drew Doughty on After Hours mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And he said that at the end of the season, although, you know, he plays like mm. 50 minutes a game or something, yeah. that he takes, I believe it was, if, if it wasn't two months, it was at least six yeah. weeks off after the season ends of nothing. Yeah. He does not get on the ice. He doesn't think hockey. You know, he's kind of a character in his own way. So he, mm. God only knows what he's doing, but he's mm. having fun. But he's getting relaxed. Do you, yeah. Do you need to do that, or do you need to keep honing your skills because of the position you find yourself in? Um, I mean, 
I think every player takes uh, you know their preparation differently and does what they think that they that is best for them. And you know, I think rest is a is a huge thing at the end of a season. And you know, I think it's definitely a, a big part of of the game and yourself is to make sure that your you know your mind is clear and that the mental part of it is is there because if your head's not there, I mean, your body can only do so much. But you know that's uh, six weeks or two months off. That's uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'll do that much, but uh, you know that's that's definitely a lot of time to you know clear your mind. And you know I think that right at the end of those two months, and I'm sure he's doing stuff in those two months. But I know he says he isn't, but I mean I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure he's doing doing some stuff to make sure he's getting better. And I think that at the end of it, and when it's time to go, you can see the the gear he kicks it into, and I'm sure he he you can see how good of a defenseman is and how good of a player he is. That he definitely puts his his work in for sure in the summer. What do you do off the ice? I mean, what do you do to relax? Do you, do you like to read books? Are you into that game that Mantha and all? The yeah, I game a little bit, but in the summer I don't don't really game too much. And usually out doing stuff. I think just as you know, as a kid growing up, me and my buddies were always out, you know, doing stuff outside and. No, I think we we do a good job of still hanging out and you know kind of just kicking, relaxing in the summer and enjoying enjoying the time together. Shots of Uzo and grape leaves yeah, and stuff. Yeah, the Uzo. Yeah, no. That <laughs> <laughs> comes out occasionally. I mean, the family brings it out. But, uh, One thing I knew when you freeze that when you freeze that stuff, it turns gray. Yeah. That's when it's wicked, man. Yeah. Dude, keep away from the the. the the Uzo that's been put in the freezer. Yeah. It goes down real easy, too <laughs> easy. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's very dangerous. Uh, um, if given the opportunity, would you consider playing for Canada in the World Championships? Um, I think if my body's up to it, I think uh, it's uh, you know something that, I mean, when the question comes, I haven't really thought about it, actually, to be honest. I mean, because the ice really, surface... Yeah, big would, ice surface, would, Yeah, I mean, would, you know, would really highlight your game. Yeah, big ice surface is definitely a lot of fun, I mean... I mean, any time a player with speed wants to get out in big ice, and more ice to skate is definitely a lot of fun for them. But I know I haven't really thought about that too much, you know, if I got asked. And, you know, I think if I do, I'll, you know, think about it then. But, I mean, any time you can play for Canada is pretty sweet. You know, I know you're different players, and the final question I'll ask you is about mm -hmm. Henrik Zetterberg, your captain. Mm -hmm. This is going to be the third year in a row after major back surgery mm -hmm. that he's been able to play every game. He told me years ago that when he was younger, he realized that he might not be the biggest player, mm -hmm. so he had to develop a, a way of going to the net and also going into the corner to get the puck without being mm -hmm. slaughtered. Yeah. Um, you're a much bigger guy, but do you learn things from him by watching yeah, his man. game? Is he is he the guy that when you you know when you're saying you know I got to turn things around a little bit that you watch his game or are there other guys on this team too? Yeah, I mean he's such an unbelievable player, and I think there's I mean you can't stop learning from a guy like that. And, you know, there's countless times in practice and in games where you just see him do things and you're like, how does he even think of that? So it's definitely a, a lot of fun to be able to watch him. All right, Andreas, I'm going to wrap it up because, I, again, I, yeah. could, I could go into, you know, yeah. Greek mythology here or something <laughs> for who's your favorite Greek god, yeah. but uh, or do yeah. you consider yourself? I guess, though, you would be like, isn't Hermes, Hermes the, the speedster? Yeah, yeah Her he's got the, yeah. the wings on his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but you do. I've, I think I've told you this. I mean, you yeah. know, uh, 
uh, you know, you have, uh, you know, wings on your skates. Yeah. <laughs> so you want a new nickname now, Hermes? Yeah. No, so, it sounds kind of weird, though. <laughs> yeah, that is a little, I don't know. That's, good God. That's yeah. crazy. Do, do you like the nickname Grease Lightning? I think that one's funny. Yeah, I think I like that one. I like, yeah. That's a funny one, for sure. Do, will, do you have your own nickname for yourself? Um, not really. I kind of just go with, uh, I feel like I have a lot of nicknames from different guys and different buddies and different people have different nicknames. So it's, I definitely have a handful of them. I just go with them. I like them all. I don't, you know. Don't Is mind. your name Athanasiu mm-hmm. mispronounced <laughs> more incorrectly more than it's pronounced correctly? Uh, definitely mispronounced more for sure but there are a handful of people that get it right and it's every time I hear a person get it right it's like well good job what was the like I didn't expect that what was the what was the worst pronunciation ever oh I couldn't even tell you there's it's been butchered so many times you know what some people even get the first name they don't even call me Andreas they call me like Anthony or Andre it's like it's not my name well but uh do you have a middle name no middle name. You know what? I yeah. know that. I know. Yeah. Greeks do not yeah. have a middle yeah. name. No, yeah. no, no. That's true. That I know. That I know. Yeah. So I, I so figured that. Yeah. yeah. Except, uh, I tell you this story. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm sharing because you want to yeah. get out of here and eat. Uh, but my mother, mm-hmm. when her parents immigrated from Greece, okay. they changed their last name, which was Papankos and Dinos, mm-hmm. to Thomas for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Ellis Island, yeah, I don't know yeah. why. Maybe they, they thought, we can't shorten it to Pappas. We have too many Pappases yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. I don't know. Exactly. You know, obviously, I wasn't around. Yeah. So my Uncle Tom, yeah. my mom's eldest brother, God rest his soul, a great, great guy. Yeah. His name was Thomas Tom. Thomas. Yeah. When he got older, he legally gave himself the middle name of Thomas, and he always loved to show me mail named Thomas Thomas Thomas. Thomas. Oh my god, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, uh, that's when I, when I talk about crazy Greeks, yeah. I mean, he was definitely one of them. Anyway, Andreas, you know, I'll stop it here. Thank you very, very much for doing this. I know it took us weeks to line this yeah, up. Yeah, seriously. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I appreciate mm-hmm. not only you doing this, but the, but, but the real person you are, how accommodating you are to the media, and how through thick and thin and all the trials and tribulations you've gone there, you have always been a stand-up guy and and that's a testament to the person that you really are best of luck appreciate it thank you